Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. God bless. And it's good to have Mrs. Monica back, I believe. Yes, she's back feeling better, so the class uh, is able to join in with her. Can we give a hand for our Sunday school teachers and uh, those that are helping out? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The last number of, of weeks, and if you've missed uh, any of these uh, of the series, this uh, Den of Thieves series, interesting title, um, you can check it out on YouTube or on our website, lighthouseniagara.com, and you can get there by uh, on YouTube or Rumble. Let me just say this. <laughs> Twice now have received notice from YouTube saying this is unacceptable yeah so today uh who knows and just for youtube i'm saying this to you and i'm saying for anybody that would call or make a call you make sure that you listen to the entire message from beginning to end and do not take a bit or portion you listen to the whole thing so youtube and those that are making whatever, you listen to the whole thing. This is a message of hope and of power and of life to you, to you. In Jesus' name, let it be. Den of Thieves, Matthew 21, verse 12. There's also indication of this in Mark chapter 11 and in Luke chapter 19 and in John chapter 2. Uh, because there was twice that this happened. And Matthew 21, verse 12, Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Even as those tables are being overturned, the money is flying. The, those that are thieves are upset. And there is a work being done. In John chapter 2, as Jesus began the ministry, and then three plus years later, as he ended his ministry, there was no change because of who was in charge of the temple. There's no change because who, who was in charge? It was not Jesus Christ. The high priests and the priests, those that were overseeing, were not serving the Lord. And even in, in the midst of that, the Lord Came. It says, then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. And the Lord wants to do that in your life. When the chiefs, priests, and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out to the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David. We're singing Hosanna today. They were indignant and said to him, do you not hear what they are, these are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes, have you never read? Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise. There's a praise that needs to go up to the Lord. There's a praise that needs to go up to the Lord in us and through us. Then he left them and went out of the city to Bethany and he lodged there. That we would speak Jesus over the den of thieves. I don't usually. Uh, I, I I love worship. And there's there's certain individuals that I, I'll listen to, especially when I'm alone. Last. 
yesterday, about, or about a month ago, we were driving and came across this song. And uh, as soon as I heard it, and I, I, I would have you check this song out. It's called I Speak Jesus. And some of you may have heard it because it's not, it's not a recent song. It's been out for about two years now by a lady that just lives across or grew up across the border from us in Buffalo, uh, Charity Gale. I think that's how we pronounce her last name. Yesterday, I was enjoying just relaxing. It had been a, another day. It was a good day, a long day. So I was looking forward to just taking it easy. I like to have some time of rest, especially on Saturday nights. And even as I, I, I thought, no, I'm just going to go over, I want to read over the word again and the passage that I would be preaching from. And, and there had been some work already done throughout the week. And I, I knew roughly where I was going with, with the message. And so yesterday, as I, I read over this passage and some of the other passages that I'll be referencing today, this, this song was... Uh, I, I, I had turned it on. I was just listening to it. It's like around 10, shortly before 10 o'clock last night. I listened to it once. I listened to it again. And again. I repeat it. I just, I, I just had it on a repeat. I speak Jesus. 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 I speak Jesus over you now. I speak Jesus over you now. I speak Jesus over every single person that is here, those that are not here, those that are a part of your family, those that are serving God or not serving God. I speak Jesus over you, your family. I speak Jesus over your friends, your co-workers. I speak Jesus over the stranger. I speak Jesus over those that are, are caught up and they're desperate and they're dying. They're crying out for help. I speak Jesus over them. I speak Jesus over this city. Jesus. His name is power. His name is healing. Jesus is power. Jesus is healing. Jesus is life. I speak that over you today. Let there be a shift in your life today. Let there be a revelation. Let a revelation come to, to you today. And I listened to that song on repeat again and again and again and again and again for three hours straight. I finally turned it off at one o'clock in the morning. It played pretty well without stop. This morning when I got up, I turned it on and again, it, it played again and again and again for hours, even until I came to the church, even as I picked up uh, Denny this morning, it was playing Jesus, his name. I speak Jesus. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own? 
Don't you know this? You are not your own. And for those at YouTube, you don't have Jesus in your life. Jesus desires to come into your life. He desires that you, the ones that are making decisions to say "This, this message is not acceptable. Jesus wants to be Lord in your life. Jesus wants for you, your body, your being, your existence to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. Allow Jesus in your life. For you, who says, I don't accept this message. I want to say that Jesus loves you. I want to say to you, Jesus loves you. He knows you and he wants for life to come to you. He wants for you to exist with him for all eternity. That you would allow Jesus to come into your life. Even those of you, you are trying your best to be godly and you are falling short. And to you that are sinners... God demonstrated his love for you. While you were yet a sinner, Jesus died for you. And for you that are enemies that are deliberately opposed to say, I don't want to hear this. Jesus died for you and loves you. Hallelujah. Let's give him praise this morning. He is worthy of praise. I speak Jesus over my life. May the den of thieves that have set up in my life be removed in Jesus' name. His name is power. His name is healing. His name is life. I speak Jesus into my life. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I speak Jesus, hope, and freedom to every single one that speaks Jesus over their life. To break every stronghold. To shine through the shadows. To burn like fire. Let the chaff be burned up in my life. Can somebody shout to the Lord? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of man. I explained that last week. The bondservant is one that says, I can do whatever I want, I'm free now, but choose to say, I will remain with my master The master set me free, but I want to remain. I'm remaining with the master because he is so good. I will be your servant, your bond servant for life. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on this earth and those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Matthew 21. 14 says, then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. It's interesting. He had just finished knocking over the tables. It says in John chapter 2, he, he made a whip and he whipped them. I'll tell you, he was angry. You know what? I can see where Jesus is at times. This past week, I was angry, a righteous anger, anger for those that would hear the word and say, no, I don't accept that word, or I have a different take on that word. And so as a result of that, I'm not going to do what I need to do. And I'm going to allow, basically they're saying, I'm going to allow the den of thieves to remain in my life. 
Even as the den of thieves, the business was being overthrown. And even as we would allow the business of our life that should not be to be overthrown, there is an opportunity for sight and for movement walking forward. It's interesting of who is described by Matthew that came at this time. They literally came. The blind probably being led. I'm going into the outer court where the business was being take, taken. That, that walled area, the outer court coming from outside, coming in from the east, the east gate coming through and coming into this outer court. The blind and the lame. May I say this? We're talking about people that cannot see. There are people that have sight and they cannot see. They have physical sight and they can't see where they're at. This is the blind and the lame. I'll tell you right now, when you can't see, your movement forward is extremely limited. And I'm talking to believers now, to those that are unbelievers. Man, do you need Jesus? You're dead in trespasses and sins. And he's saying, oh, I can, I can make you alive. Believe on me. This morning, for the believer where there's a, a den of thieves that has been set up shop in your, this temple of yours, in your life, in your existence, and there's this thievery taking a stealing from you. I am saying to you at this time, it says here, let me read again, Matthew 21, 14 says, Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. Hallelujah. Lord, let me see what I need to see in this day and age. Lord, did I not go through my life blindly as a, a, as a believer? I say. Some of you are blinded. Blinded by, your, by this world. Blinded by your own flesh. Blinded by the enemy. The Lord is saying, I want to give you sight that you would see where you're at in your life. And it's a beautiful thing of walking forward, that you would walk forward powerfully in the name of Jesus and his power. Hallelujah. No more loss. No more stumbling. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Let it be for you. Grab a hold of it. I speak Jesus over you today. This temple is a house of prayer. That this temple would be a, a house of prayer. You've made it a den of thieves. Let our lives be a house of prayer. Relationship. We're talking about relationship. I mentioned this already the last number of weeks. Prayer is a two-way street. Oftentimes, we make it a one-way street. I pray, and then I, I carry on my way. Jesus wants to speak into your life. He wants to have relationship with you. Let there be relationship take place in your life, that your life would be a house of prayer. Basically, I have communion with God Almighty. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I have communion. Hallelujah. I have fellowship. I have life with Jesus Christ. Jesus is in me. Jesus is with me. I will follow him. For his name's sake, for my sake, I'll tell you right now, no man is an island unto himself. We impact the people around us. We impact the people around us. So for the sake of my family, for the sake of my friends, for the sake of my neighbors, for the sake of my coworkers, for the sake of those that I'm in contact with, 
for the sake of the lost, let this house be a house of prayer, of communion, of fellowship. This house, and we weren't always in this location. We've been in this location since 95. Previous to that, we were downtown Niagara Falls. In the late 80s, the Lord stirred on us to begin prayer, daily prayer. And I can remember being at church on Morrison Street, 5.30 in the morning before I'd go off to school to teach. And we prayed daily. In fact, at this point, I want to encourage you, if you can come. I was surprised. It was 10 o'clock, and it was like, where are you all? <laughs> I just want to sleep a few extra minutes. I recognize I, I usually come the, on the last minute as well. I, every, if I have my message all completed before, I say, I'm going to go pick up people. So I go, I say, Julie, you don't have to go. I'll go pick up some at this point. I made text yesterday. Hey, do you need to ride in? But for those of you that are not picking up people or whatever, you would come, come early. Sunday morning, they might still be practicing in here. I believe the doors are, are definitely open by about 9.30, 20 after 9. 9 o'clock, it was open this morning. 9 o'clock, come and begin to pray. Just I'm going to have communion with the Lord. Now listen, that's how our life should be. We made it a thing of, you know what, let's come here to pray. And so we pray daily. Last little while, there's been fewer men coming for men's prayer. I know it's hard to pray. Jesus said, could you not pray with me for just one hour? Just one hour before he went to the cross. Disciples were sleeping. Three times he came back to them. He said, you guys, I know you're tired. Can you pray with me? And he went off to pray, wanting them to pray. They were, they were tired. It was the middle of the night. Guys, our prayer force has expanded from about 20, 25 to 75 to, or more that are part of prayer force. It's about half and half, men and women. We have 11 teams, so the teams don't get too big. I challenge you, prayer leaders, get in touch with your team directly. Say, I want to I get together with you guys, or can I get together with you one-on-one? -on -one? And connect with the people that are on your team. So you, 11 prayer leaders at this time. Connect with your team. If you can't, just call them up directly or, or whatever it may be. Not for the sake of sharing a, a prayer request, but just say, I need to connect with you. A house of prayer. We need to recognize the reality of who Jesus Christ is in not even just his name. The power of his name. Ladies, on Tuesday morning, 1030, come. Wednesday morning, 9.20, be here. Thursday, 9.20. Friday, 9.20. Saturday, 9.20. Sometimes Saturdays, sometimes things come up on a Saturday morning. It's not that it's for me to have fun or whatever. Come, 9.20. So you don't have to come every day. In fact, I would say don't come every day. You're going to burn yourself out. But if you come... Once a month on one of those days or every Sunday, I'm going to be here early. This house is a house of prayer. Let this house be a house of prayer. I want to commune 
with God. I said, we're so busy. And when we're not busy, we're busy. Because we've got already things planned, what we're going to do when we're not busy. I just say to you, Lord, I'm going to take time with you. I'm going to acknowledge you. Jesus, you are Lord in my life. I'm going to take time. Challenge from the, for the, the youth. This was a, a few years back. I don't know if some of the youth that are now young adults can remember that. I had said, hey, before you go to bed, put your phone away and just lay there to listen. Not even to say anything to the Lord. Lord, I want you to speak to me now and just be still. Be still before the Lord. I can remember one week went past, another week, I believe, but very shortly thereafter, the youth started coming to me and saying, this is what the Lord has spoken to me. I said, do you, do you want to share it with the rest of the youth? Yes. And there was a sharing by our youth, a number of them that came and they spoke what the Lord had spoken into their life because they were listening. They took time to say, I'm going to be still before the Lord. And the Lord began, begins to speak with a still, small voice. And we're busy. He wants to speak. We just need to be still. Before you go to bed, put your device away, your phone away. I'm going to listen. Some of you, you, you fill your recreational time right until it's time to sleep. When you go to sleep, you're, you're gone within a minute. I'm going to take time, whether it's at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day. I'm going to wake up five minutes early, ten minutes early, and I'm going to say, Lord, speak to me today. Because this I am. This body, this temple is a house of prayer, of communion, of fellowship, I'm going to fellowship with you, even if it's 10 minutes in the morning or 10 minutes at night. Maybe it's going to become 15 minutes or more as the Lord begins to reveal things into your life because you are listening. And you're saying, I want relationship, a house of prayer. Let my house be a house of prayer. Why? Because the Lord wants to bring salvation to you. And the Lord wants to bring salvation to those that you may be able to influence. Hallelujah. My salvation is about to come. Only through Jesus. I speak Jesus over my life. His name is power. His name is healing. His name is life. Salvation to come. All right. I want to jump to the Old Testament now. This reference of Jesus was referring to the Old Testament when he said, a house of prayer. My house should be called a house of prayer. Isaiah 56, verse 1, if you have your Bibles. Thus says the Lord, keep justice and do righteousness, for my salvation is about to come and my righteousness to be revealed to you. I want something to happen in your life. I want salvation in your life. And I'm not talking about, like this was, to the children of God, to Israel. And this is also not just to the children of God, as we will see. It's not just to the children of God, but those that would become children of God. This message is for the believer that may be struggling. And it's definitely for the unbeliever. This is for you. Grab a hold of it. Thus says the Lord, keep justice and do righteousness for my salvation is about to come and my righteousness to be revealed. In the King James Version, it says, thus saith the Lord, keep ye judgment. Where it says justice, it says judgment. And do righteousness. In the King James, it says, and do justice. So there's a... These words, justice and righteousness, are interchangeable. Same word in the Hebrew. For my salvation is near to come and my, my righteousness to be revealed. Now, the thing about salvation, do you know what the word salvation is in Hebrew? Yeshua. 
The word salvation is Yeshua, is Jesus. It is Jesus. For Jesus is about to come in your life. Let Jesus be Jesus in your life. Let him be over, over everything in your life that you would speak Jesus over you. You say, well, why? I want my righteousness to be revealed to you. The things that the Lord has for you of righteousness, of goodness, of freedom. The thing of salvation, the word Yeshua means salvation. It means deliverance. It means to fare well. Prosperity. Now listen, I, I, let me clarify this word because I, I am totally not into prosperity gospel. Let me be clear right up front. This prospering has to do with your life. It doesn't have to do necessarily with, well, I need to have lots of money. Lord, let there be a fullness about my life, a prospering of my life and who I am. I'll tell you, there's a lot of people that are, are extremely well off. It seems like, my goodness, how sad they are. And there's a lot of people that have very little and it's like, my goodness, the life is a fullness of rejoicing. The Lord is so good. This word, Yeshua, means deliverance. To be set free from the bondage that you may be in. Some of you are stuck. The Lord is saying, I want to set you free. I want to deliver you. The word Yeshua means salvation. I want to save you. I want to get you out of that. I want to save you spiritually, and I want to save you today. I want you, I want you to come out of the rut you're in, the bondage you may be in. I want to set you free. And I like the last word here for, for Yeshua is, is victory. His name is above all names. Yeshua? Let my salvation, let Jesus be in your life completely. The den of thieves, speak Jesus over the den of thieves. Speak Jesus over the den of thieves. Listen to what it says. It says, blessed is the man who does this and the son of man who lays hold on it. And it, you can take this son of man. What was Jesus called? The Son of Man, Son of God and the Son of Man. In the King, New King James Version here, Son of Man is lowercase. I believe it may be uppercase in the King James Version. Either way, to, the, to you and I, let's grab a hold. Let's hang on to salvation, to Jesus, to the righteousness that he is for us and to us. And if this is uppercase son of man, allow Jesus to take hold of you. Let Jesus take hold of you. Hallelujah. He who keeps from defiling the, the Sabbath and keeps his hand from doing any evil. Just let me carry on here. Even those, let there be a grabbing hold of the Son of Man who lays hold on it. This defiling of the Sabbath, the Sabbath was to be a day that was dedicated to the Lord, a day of rest. A day unto the Lord. The busyness of, of, a, of our week there would be a Sabbath. Some say, well, when is the Sabbath? It's interesting. We talked about this on, on Wednesday night. We can debate, you know, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, make debate over this. But Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. Just quickly, I just want to read this passage here. Matthew 12, verse 1. It says, at the time Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath... 
And his disciples were hungry and began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. But he said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and ate the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests. Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? They're working on the Sabbath. Yet I say to you that in this place there is one greater than the temple. Listen to me. There is one greater than this temple. Jesus is greater than this temple. But if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless, for the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Now, it talks about here, he or who keeps from defiling the Sabbath and keeps his hand from doing evil. Some of you, hold on. I got to see who's texting me. Pastor Dave, I'm so sorry I've not been attending service, but I don't have any energy at all to move at all. Please forgive me and I pray the Lord will get, forgive me as well. I hope to see you soon. I'm not sure who this is. It's not part of my list. In Jesus' name, let Jesus be Lord to this person right now so that they can be in the house of the Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Be whole. Who keeps from defiling the Sabbath? As we hold, take hold on salvation on Jesus. He is there for you now. Not to say he, he's still coming. He is there for you now. Grab a hold of Jesus who keeps from defiling. Jesus is the one who keeps us from defiling the Sabbath and keeps our hand from doing any evil. Keeps us from doing evil. Now listen, here he's talking about the Lord of the, 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 the Sabbath. The very next verse talks about healing on the Sabbath. Now when he had departed from there, he went into their synagogue, and behold, there was a man who had a withered hand. Can I just say this? Some of you, I'll tell you, the things that you have done have withered your hand. Your hand is no longer functioning properly. It is withered. It's not able to do. You're not able to do the things that you, you could once do. And it's been because you have grabbed a hold of evil. And I'm telling you, Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. And even as the religious, the priests, they ask him, saying, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath that they might accuse him? You're, it's not lawful for you to heal this man on the Sabbath. Are you kidding me? And he said to them, what man is there among you who has one sheep, and if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not lay hold of it and lift it out? Of how much more value then is a man than a sheep? Therefore it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and it was restored as whole as the other. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, let's give the Lord a hand. May I say this? Those of you, you know, my goodness, my life, because of what I have done, there is a withering of the hand. Can the Lord restore? Can the Lord restore the work of my hands, the things that I've done, the things that have been against, the things that are of evil, can the Lord restore? Can the Lord restore? Yes, He can. He desires to restore. The religious would say, no, 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 it's not possible. It can't be done. Sucks to be you. You need, you deserve consequences in your life. Here's a consequence for you. And the Lord is saying, I'm the Lord of the harvest, or of the Sabbath. Stretch out your hand. I want to heal you. Listen, some of you, 
It's been not just a short period of time, it's been decades perhaps. Where there's been a robbing and a stealing, your hand is withered and it's not able to do what the Lord would have you do. You are not doing what the Lord would have you do. It's like, Lord, even if I wanted to do it now, it seems like I'm so caught up and bound up by this thing that happened decades ago. The enemy has come and said, no, 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 you can't, you can't do anything here. Your hand is withered. And Jesus, the Lord of the Sabbath, is saying, stretch out your hand because I want to restore it as whole. And for you, that maybe the Lord has spoken into your life years ago, he is saying, I want to restore what the enemy has stolen from you. I want to restore your withered hand. Hallelujah. That's why I say, Jesus, don't come back yet. Because the church needs to be a glorious church before he returns. A glorious church without spot or wrinkle. And the things that the Lord has to do through you are beyond what you could possibly imagine. Let it be done. Can somebody say, let it be done? It be done. Hallelujah. Let it be done, Lord, for your glory. Hallelujah. Don't you believe the liar that says, look at you. You've got withered hands, not just one, but both are withered. You can't do anything. Look at your past. And there's a condemnation that takes place in your life. And you say, but Jesus has taken care of it. Jesus, restore my withered hands. I'm going to do the work that you would have me do. You will keep, Jesus, you will keep my hand from doing evil. And that hand that has been withered doing evil, heal me. I put your name above all names. I bow my knee to you. Every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Should bow. And every Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. To the glory of God. Hallelujah. I don't want you to despair. What can I, can the Lord even use me? Do not let the son of the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord speak saying, the Lord has utterly separated, separated me from his people. The heart of God was to receive. The Israelites were to receive the foreigners to come, and they were welcome to be part of Israel. Come. Oftentimes we might say, you know what? I'm just a foreigner. I'm on the outside. I'm not in. Do not let the son of the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord, who has given himself to the Lord, despair. Don't let this utterance come out of your mouth saying, the Lord has utterly separated me from his people. Because there is a new testament. There is a new covenant under Jesus, his will for our lives. Everyone that makes Jesus Lord in their life, that accepts his sacrifice for them, say, Jesus, come into my life. They are joined to Jesus. We are members within the body of Christ. He is the head and we are members within that body through his sacrifice, his broken body, his blood shed for us. We are joined to Jesus and we have life. You have life. Don't you ever say, well, I don't think God loves me anymore. I don't seem close. This person that, that just texted me, I, 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 I don't have any energy at all to move at all. I say, I'm on the outside. 
Does God love, love me? And, and if you're watching, this person, that's why, if they're watching, I'm just saying to you right now, Jesus loves you. Hold on a sec. Jesus loves you. You are forgiven. Let life come into your body. Are you going to be in agreement? In Jesus' name. Congregation. Let me just do this. Hold on a sec. Let me do it a faster way. The congregation sends all its love to you. Exclamation mark. Hallelujah. Don't let, don't let the foreigners say or maybe feel that the Lord has utterly separated me from his people. Don't you believe that lie. Don't believe. Nor let the eunuch say, here I am, a dry tree, for thus says the Lord. This is to the eunuchs. You know, in the temple, they had, they were saved, but they were restricted. Eunuchs were restricted from serving. They weren't allowed to serve. They were allowed to come to the temple. They had salvation, but because they were not perfect, if you would, they could not serve. I'll tell you right now. This is the New Testament we're living in now. This is the New Testament. Let me say to you. 1 Corinthians 6, 9. To the person that may make a, a comment here to YouTube and to YouTube, you need to listen to the whole message. Grab a hold of the whole message. Don't take out a little piece here or there. Take the whole message of life. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunks, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Keep reading. Keep listening. Quote the whole thing now. And such were some of you. But you were washed but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. There is life for you in Jesus. There is hope for you in Jesus. And even as the enemy would lie to you and say, no, 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 no. You are a eunuch. You are not perfect. The Lord is saying, in me you have life. In me, you have life. Listen to what it says here. For thus says the Lord. And let me just. Uh, to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths. To the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths. And choose what pleases me. And hold fast to my covenant. To my testament. To me. What is a testament? A testament is a will. It comes into effect the moment the person that wrote the will dies. Jesus wrote, or the New Testament is for us, life in Jesus, and it is available to us now because the one that wrote, he is the Word, and the Word was given to us, and the one that wrote died and is risen now. The will is in effect. The will is in effect so that you would choose what pleases him, not what pleases you, or me, what pleases him, and hold fast to my covenant. Hold fast to the, the testament and what I did for you on the cross. So you can have life 
And you can have forgiveness. And you can have wholeness. And that maybe the guilt and the shame of sin in your life, you can say, you know what? It has been taken care of on the cross as Jesus died. My sins were put on him. Dave's sin was put on him. And my faith is in that covenant, that promise that he's made to me. It's a contract to me. If I believe, I will have life as I believe in the one who wrote the contract and died. He died and he rose again so that we can have life. Even to them, I will give in my house, Isaiah 56, 5. Even to them, I will give in my house and within my walls a place and a name better than that of sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. It's for you. The enemy has done things to you. And the Lord is saying, you will have a name. You will have a place in my house. I will give you in my house and within my walls a place and a name. I want you to be close to me. I want you to take my name. Jesus. Jesus. Let me have the name of Jesus over my life. I speak Jesus over my life. As the, 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 the canon, as the scriptures would close in Revelation twenty two seventeen, it says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirsts, come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Life. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Life. Hallelujah. Let me read this again. Isaiah 56, 6 to 8. Talks about the house of prayer. Or it goes on. Let me carry on. Also the sons of the foreigner who join themselves to the Lord to serve him and to love the name of the Lord, to be his servants, everyone who keeps from defile, defiling the Sabbath, the, this day of the Lord. A day of rest and holds fast my covenant. Even them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Can we stand together? If I could have the worship team come. That last song that you sang, that you would sing that last song that you sang. Let me read again. Even them, even them to you I will bring to my holy mountain where I am and make them joyful. To make them joyful in my house of prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I rejoice in you. I have life in you. I have victory in you. I have deliverance in you. I have fellowship with you. I belong to you. I am yours. You've made my heart glad in this house of communion, in this house of fellowship, in this house of relationship, in this house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. The Lord God who gathers the outcasts of Israel says, Yet I will gather to him others besides those who are gathered to him. That's why I say, don't come back yet. There are those that still need to be gathered. Yet I will gather to him others besides those who are gathered to him, to, to the Lord Jesus Christ. May I say this? Some of you are aware of this. Most of you are not. I alluded to it last week. This next, this coming week, on Thursday, we'll be getting together with the mayor of Niagara Falls to hear from him and to pray for him. It's not the first time we have done this for years. In fact, the mayor, as far as I know, if I recall from the secretary, changed plans to, to make sure I'm going to push things off or I'm going to make sure that I'm going to be together with those that come 
I want you to pray this Thursday as we gather together with the mayor. I'll tell you, the Lord has put into authority those that need to be in authority. Right, Daniel? We had time one-on-one. -on -one. Nathan, we had time one-on-one. Pastor Joel's not here this Sunday. The three of us, I think it was the four of us, we were one-on-one -on -one with the mayor a few years back, right here in our church, in our foyer, had opportunity to pray with him and for him. God wants to use the authorities at this time. There are things that I, I, I can't even begin to go into right now. That word that the Lord spoke to us a few years back to come to life, to revive, man, is he reviving. He is reviving. I'm seeing miracles taking place in lives that we would submit to the, to the Lord Jesus Christ, that our knee would bow, our tongue would confess, Jesus, you are Lord in my life. I tell you right now, this is what I, I saw in this past week. I saw those that submit to the Lordship of Jesus, and I saw those that do not submit to the Lord, Lordship of Jesus. We're talking believers. And I see that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Even when we have a withered hand, even if we are guilty. And I saw such miracle take place this week. One person of authority said, in 22 years of doing this job, I have never seen a decision from the court like this one. In 22 years, hundreds upon hundreds of, of, of sentences given out. He says, I've never seen one like this. Where the judge says, I know what the law of the land is, but I'm making a decision that is written in hand. There's a change that's taking place because the individual would humble themselves before God and before man. Miracles. I say today, I have heard this said by a beautiful brother that I just got to know over the course of this last year and a bit. And I haven't, uh, doesn't go to this church. But he always ends off, with he, when he's praying, he always ends off, and Clarence, you, you, you might know who this is. Kevin, you might know who this is. He always ends off his emails and whatever in the matchless name of Jesus. There is no name that compares to the name of Jesus. His name is above every name. And even as we use his name, as we speak his name, there will be things done like there was in this last week because we prayed minutes before we went to, to court. I was with the two, two others in my vehicle. And it was like the lawyer wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. And we prayed a prayer in Jesus' name. And there was such a move of God in that courthouse. It's like, Lord, I, I, your name is above every name. Your name is above every authority. You can't get much higher authority than a judge in this land. Judges, what they say in court, legally. This is what's going to happen. We're talking meeting out justice, meeting out righteousness. And even to us that may be guilty, the Lord is saying, but I can do a work despite that as we humble ourselves before the Lord. This matchless name of Jesus, this holy, mighty, matchless name of Jesus. If you want to say with me, I want you, I'm going to repeat some things here. If you want to, you can repeat with me. I speak Jesus over my life. Jesus. I speak Jesus over my family. Say Jesus. I speak Jesus over my extended family. Let's say together, Jesus. 
I speak Jesus over my brothers and sisters. Let's say it loudly. Jesus. I speak Jesus over my friends. Jesus. I speak Jesus over my neighbors. Jesus. I speak neighbors over my co-workers. Jesus. I speak the stranger. I speak Jesus over the stranger. I speak Jesus over the lost. I speak Jesus over the bound. I speak Jesus over Niagara Falls. I speak Jesus over this region. I speak Jesus over this province. I speak Jesus over this country. You are sovereign over this world, Jesus. We declare Jesus. We bow our knee. We confess with our tongue that Jesus Christ is Lord. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we give the Lord a hand? Satan, Satan doesn't want you to use the name of Jesus. I want you to use the name of Jesus as you pray, as you come, to speak Jesus over whatever it may be, whether it's in your life or in the life of somebody that you're praying for. I speak Jesus into their life. I speak Jesus over their life. I speak Jesus over whatever they're going through. I speak Jesus over it. Hallelujah, that you would do that. Hallelujah. I just want to end off. This, this message was given in tongues and interpretation. There's an interpretation on Saturday, June 7th, 1997, when this place was dedicated to the Lord. And I'll tell you, there has been such battle to shut this place down. I've seen it. I've experienced it. You might have seen it and experienced it yourself. It's like, oh my goodness. There's something that's taking place at this point when it comes to the things that the Lord still has for us to do in Jesus' name. This, this tongues and interpretation was given. How many were here at the dedication service back in 1997? Some there? Some in the back? Wow. There's a lot of people, new people here, for sure. Josh, you, you, you were just a thought in your parents' mind at that point. Three years later, Josh, you joined us. This was the message. Listen, if there's been any battle, it's been against the worship team. I'll tell you that we would make this place a place of worship. Let's make this a place of, place of worship. Listen. Yes. Tia. A few years back, 2018, you said, Pastor, as worship director at that time, you said, Pastor, the Lord has spoken. We need to make time to pray before the service. I, I'm, I'm going to make one little correction for, for the tech team, for those that can. And I know we to be there. If you can be here, for those that need to be upstairs in the studio, you, if before the service, you, you need to be there. For those that can, we would, this morning there was only three of us that, that were praying up front here. Let's make this a house of prayer and of praise and worship. Listen, if you... This was the word that was given, tongues and interpretation. June, Saturday, June 7th, 1997. This whole place was packed out. We didn't have a balcony back then. Our roof was a lot lower, but there was about 220 that were packed into the, this main floor. And the lady 
Deanna McAfee stood up, not from our church, from Toronto. There's a message in tongues, and interpretation was, if you will make this a place of praise, I will bring people from far and near. They will see my light. They will see my glory. But you must lift me up in this place. We're talking Jesus, that Jesus would be lifted up. Make this place a temple of worship to your God, and not only this community, but from far and wide will say, this is the house of the Lord God. Let this be the house of the Lord God. We, me, I will be the house of the Lord God, a house of prayer. Let it be, let it be that this place would be filled. I know our parking lot is getting to place. I came this morning, thank you. For those that are here early, you're parking off the premises or at the very backs and whatever. There's a point that's coming. I'll tell you right now, my dear brothers and sisters, if you're not here on time, you might have to park around the block. You may have to park around the block. Drop off whoever's in your car and park around the block. We can do that. Because there's not going to be room. Because the Lord is already bringing you from far and wide. He's bringing you here to lift up Jesus, His name above all names. Amen? Let it be. Let's give the Lord a hand today. Hallelujah. We're going to sing this song. And after we sing it, I'm going to give the benediction. You're dismissed. If you have prayer requests or whatever, feel free to come. We'll pray for you. We'll anoint you with oil. And in Jesus' name, we're going to see victory in your life for whatever it may be that is plaguing you. Jesus' name over. We're going to speak Jesus over you. Hallelujah. Let's worship him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.